Entrepreneur on Fire 435. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Focus. You know the acronym I love most. Let Carbonite help by saving your files for you. Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with offer code FIRE and get two bonus months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Looking to improve your business in 2014? Step up your customer service game with eVoice. Go to eofire.com slash sponsors. Click on the eVoice link for your 30-day free trial. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Landon Ray. Landon, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Landon is Entreport's CEO. He is a serial entrepreneur whose personal mission is to educate, motivate, and enable others to realize their goal of starting and growing their own business. At the age of 25, Landon transformed himself from a street corner flower vendor into one of the nation's top security day traders in only 12 months. Just giving our listeners a little overview, Landon. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of Entreport. I was born and raised in Northern California and uh, you know, went to college in Santa Cruz and ended up traveling around the world and, ended, and, and eventually uh, ended up back in Half Moon Bay, my hometown, working for a local flower farm, which is what you just mentioned. And I was actually, it wasn't quite street corner. It was uh, at farmer's markets around the Bay Area. Um, but I did do that for, for several years, five days a week. And, uh, eventually I turned about 25 and had a little bit of a, of a sort of panic attack. Quarter life crisis. Exactly. (laughs) Quarter life crisis. And, uh, realized that I was, um, I had better get my act together. I actually had the sense then this was probably, you know, 95 ish, 96 that, um, that something big was happening in, in Silicon Valley. And, you know, at that time, Yahoo had just gone public. Cisco, you know, I remember Yahoo went to, went to like $10 as a stock and Cisco was, you know, just kind of getting to be a big deal. Uh, but, but still like in the teens as a stock. And, um, I could just kind of feel that there was this renaissance, uh, coming in, in, in technology and it was going to be based around technology. And I didn't have, you know, any way to get a piece of that. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I had dropped out of college, uh, right before I graduated. So I didn't even have a degree. I had no business experience. I didn't know how to code. Um, so, you know, I, I was just kind of like floundering around trying to figure out how I was going to uh, participate in this, in this growing sense that something was happening, something big was happening. And, uh, and actually there was a, a cover story uh, at that time on Inc. Magazine about these two guys, the Block Brothers, and uh, and about how they were taking advantage of this new, well, relatively new uh, system of trading called SOS, the small order execution system that the NASDAQ uh, implemented, or actually all the stock markets, Security Exchange Commission implemented after the 89 crash. And they were uh, kind of inventing the, the day trading industry and they were um, doing really well. They were making, making a lot of money. And I thought, you know what, that's a no experience required uh, opportunity. So I flew out to Houston where they were based and I, I met them and 
and confirmed that this opportunity was real and ended up not uh, going to Houston. I found some other guys that were doing it in New York City and, and moved uh, with my girlfriend then to, uh, to New York City and um, borrowed 50 grand from my dad and, and ended up, uh, you know, having a really tough year, but eventually pulling up the nose and, um, and becoming uh, one, of the, one of the top traders in the, in the industry for a few years there and um, did really well. And, and in uh, 2000, I got myself back to California. I didn't love being in a big city. I'm not a big city guy. And I got myself and, and my business, I actually started a business teaching guys to trade. Um, and I moved about 20 of us out to Santa Barbara. And uh, that was perfectly timed for the top of the market and the and and basically the end of the the industry that I was <laughs> taking advantage Perfect of. Perfect so, timing. Yeah, so that was um, that was kind of uh, pretty much the end of my career. We kind of battled it out for another year, but um, but I ended up basically um, done with the with the trading game in around. I don't know, early 2001, mid 2001 and in Santa Barbara. And I, uh, you know, had been working really hard, a lot of hours, a lot of screen time for, for several years at that time, probably five years straight. And I was ready to take a little break. So I, I bought a piece of property here in Santa Barbara and uh, spent actually three years with a tool belt and remodeling my house and remodeling this, uh, this, this 11 acres that I bought. Eventually, I uh, got married and had a kid and, um, and realized that I, uh, although I had done well, um, I had not, you know, gotten myself to where I was, you know, financially free forever. And, and I now had a young child that I, uh, you know, that added a, added a significant amount of pressure to my, to my, you know, financial, my sense of financial responsibility. And uh, so I started looking around at um, what to do next. And I was um, excited about the web, which is, um, you know, and it was at that time, this is now 2004, um, web 2.0 was, you know, kind of a big deal. And, uh, I started this business with a buddy of mine, um, that was doing SEO, which also was kind of in its, in its, um, infancy at that time, Google was, was, um, still, you know, people were just realizing that getting to the top of Google was a good idea for their business. And it was still relatively easy to help companies do that. And now that's a much harder game. But uh, we started a, an SEO and kind of web development company for the real estate industry which uh, and the mortgage industry, which also at that time was booming. So in some ways, that was a good idea. But in other ways, uh, not so much. The uh, SEO is a really um, difficult game. I realized along the way that, you know, it was very possible that I would one day walk into work and, and Google, um, you know, could have taken away all the success we had. We actually charged, uh, we, we charged based on the success of our rankings. So if, you know, we got shaken out, um, you know, our revenue could go to zero overnight. And, uh, that was before there was all these updates all the time, or at least before they were very, very, uh, you know, well publicized. But, um, but I, I realized that there was a threat there and, and that ultimately the long-term viability of that business model was, in question, but along the way, we we did that for about eighteen months, maybe or, or almost two years. Um, but along the way, I was I was I had taken on sales and marketing because I I didn't know much about about web technology, and he had he was more technologically inclined than I was. So I dove into sales and marketing, and you know read all the books and and kind of uh, figured out uh, direct response online marketing, and and um, and I realized that 
from from some of the you know authors and mentors that I that I found that you know there's a lot of good ideas and a lot of good strategies out there, but there was really no tools to execute on the strategies that um, I was being taught, and uh, and so we began. We first tried to you know tried to find tools and, and they didn't exist, so so we started building them internally for our own use, and uh, and eventually when I realized that the business we were in. Um, was not such a good idea. I, I had I had become so kind of excited and, uh, about these these tools that I was building with our developers that it was natural for me to um, switch our focus. So I kind of bought my partner out and um, and and pretty much canned the SEO business and refocused the whole organization on these tools that we had built, turning them into a product uh, that we eventually um, that we eventually sold as uh, Office Autopilot. And which we launched in 2007 to no fanfare whatsoever and, um, and struggled along for a couple of years until we launched an entry level version of that product. And then it just, um, kind of, we got the pricing right and the features right. And it all just clicked in, in early 2009. Um, uh, at which point we went from, you know, three of us really, maybe four and, you know, a couple dozen customers to, you know, thousands of customers, pretty much overnight and um, it's just been kind of ballistic ever since then today we're um, we're coming up on 75 people I think we're maybe 73 today and uh, we're you know multiple time Inc 500 winning business growing very quickly um, we'll probably we're, we're gonna do uh, you know well over 10 million dollars next year in revenue and and uh, and continue to continue our, our growth so it's it's become quite a quite a success we, we have thousands of customers all over the world now that use our tools to, to run their businesses. It's quite a success story, Landon, and something that we're really going to even do more of a deep dive into later on in this interview. But before we really start to turn the spotlight onto specific stories within your journey, I want you to share a success quote with us. Share a success quote with Fire Nation that really resonates with you, and then share with us why. The Steve Jobs quote, which is probably uh, totally... Um, cliche at this point. But what he said was, I don't think it's good that we're perceived as different. I think it's important that we're perceived as much better. And I think that's uh, the, the thought there uh, is, is important that, um, and, and you know, the truth is we'll, we'll probably end up touching on, on this over and over again in this interview. But I think that the biggest opportunity in business today is about delivering, um, experiences, products and experiences that are extraordinary and, and better. I don't think that in the past it was as incumbent on, uh, on entrepreneurs to be the best because um, word didn't travel as fast as it does today. And being the best was not um, a recipe for success necessarily. And I think that uh, given the dramatic takeover of our lives that social media has represented and uh, the incredible speed of communication and word of mouth and our sort of online permanent public record uh, that, that Google represents, we, you know, it is, it, it's completely changed the game in terms of the, the, the primary focus that entrepreneurs need to have in it. And today, more than ever before, and I think in the future, even more, uh, being better is actually going to be what causes success. So Landon, I want to turn the focus now 
onto Entreport and to your journey with Entreport? Because to me, that's fascinating to start with just yourself and an idea and then grow to three people. And then now where you're at with 73 people and growing with a projected 10 million plus in revenue, it's really exciting. It's obviously an entrepreneurial success story. So let's really dive down into that journey, Landon. And let's go back to a time with an entreport that you failed, that you just hit a major obstacle or challenge, that you really had to do a shift or a pivot. What was that failure and what were the lessons you learned? Sure. So we failed a lot. Um, I'm not the, uh, I, you know, I didn't have any real entrepreneurial experience. I'd started businesses before. Like I said, I started the business um, with the traders and I had kind of been a hustler since I was a little kid selling, you know, my dad's Amway products door to door and stuff <laughs> like that. So I, I had the spirit of, of entrepreneurship, but I had not really started a, um, a business before page one, which was that, that, uh, that SEO company that, that included like a product or services and customers and selling. And like, I just never really done that so much. And, um, and you know, I, 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 to be quite honest, I wasn't the fastest learner. Um, we, we started that in 2004 and it wasn't until 2009 that we actually, um, you know, found traction. So there was five solid years of, you know, long days where it was pretty much, um, you know, failure after failure. Let's talk about one specifically, Landon, that just really jumps out at you as a massive failure, but then a pivot resulted. The one that jumps out at me was actually the second kind of product launch that we had after I gave up on page one and we decided to um, sell software instead. And uh, we were focused, um, because we had spent all this time and money in the real estate industry, our first thought was like, well, okay, we've got all these cool tools. Let's sell them to to the real estate industry because I've already got connections. I'd spent all this money generating leads, so I had a big list, and it just made sense um, to me. And so we put together this product, you know, that we worked a lot on. We, we invested a lot of time and money into making what I thought was kind of the most amazing suite of products and services. And we were going to, you know, give away, it was a freemium model. So what we were giving away for free, I thought was going to be just the most incredible thing that, that uh, the real estate industry had ever seen. It was like the better offer than that. We were giving away completely beautiful, super high end design websites for free, which at that time, 2006, this was, wasn't really getting done. And, and then, you know, for 99 bucks a month, you could, you could add on all these amazing automated marketing tools. And it just seemed like we were going to crush it. And we kind of like spent a lot, like I said, a lot of time and money ramping up and, and launching this thing. And, it was, you know, the most abject uh, failure of, of of my career in entrepreneurship. It was um, like we literally spent six weeks trying to give away these amazing websites that we'd spent tens of thousands of dollars designing and building. And I think I maybe gave away like three for free. Wow. And, uh, and maybe like over the, you know, six or eight weeks that I was tr- working on this, I, we got one customer for 99 bucks a month. And so it was, um, you know, it kind of couldn't have been any worse. And, um, what I re- realized out of that, you know, obviously it was, um, you know, devastating in a certain way and, and to not in a certain way, in all ways. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, just keeping your team together, it, you know, becomes a, uh, a huge challenge when you have a failure that um, radical. 
but uh, you know what I learned from from that experience was that you know my ideas about what the market wants uh, don't mean much at all. That really focusing on listening to the marketplace and you know just finding out what they need and fulfilling a, a, a well articulated pain point for a market is the key. And it's, it seems obvious in, in retrospect, but so many of us as entrepreneurs get passionate about our projects or passionate about our thing, which is awesome. That's what makes, um, you know, the entrepreneurial community amazing and so fun to work with is we're a passionate bunch. And, um, you know, we all feel like we have the thing that the, you know, this is going to change the world. Right. And it's a huge difference in people's lives. Um, but, it's also really important to to be a great listener and uh, you know maybe not to invest so much into you know our idea about um, what's going to work until we've got some real confirmation that it is going to work and that's that's uh, eventually what what uh, what began to change the game for us. So, Landon, what really amazes me about your journey is your commitment, your persistence, your continuously not finding something that worked, but still staying in the game. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for entrepreneurs. Just stay in the game and, you know, keep throwing stuff against a wall and see what sticks and be flexible and be ready to pivot. But what lesson could you share with Fire Nation in just a couple sentences, Landon, of the power of staying in the game and being flexible? At the end of the day, that's your perseverance and your tenacity is the difference between success and failure. The fact of the matter is that we're not born uh, entrepreneurial geniuses, most of us. And, uh, you know, we all have a lot of lessons to learn. And, um, you know, being able to have the confidence to, you know, not take it personally, not have it crush our egos to the point that we have to quit when when life doesn't hand us success right out of the gate is, um, you know, I think it's the ultimately the difference between, between long-term success and failure. So Landon, let's really take it down to the ground level with Entreport now. I want you to take us to the aha moment, to the light bulb moment, or the series of those moments that led up to the launch and the progression of Entreport. Take us to that time in your entrepreneurial journey and really tell us that story and the steps that you took to turn what Entreport now is into a success. Several different aha moments. There was one that happened when I figured out what the product needed to be. Um, but I'm not sure that there was like a, a light bulb moment so much. It was more like you said of, of, of trying and trying and trying again until something did work and, and then it did. I think uh, if I was going to point to a, a real aha moment it would have been a little bit later after we had some traction and we were, we were growing very quickly and I started hiring uh, some support people because very quickly, you know, it went from me and a buddy doing all the support and sales and implementation to, you know, being dramatically overwhelmed by the, the number of people and there's no way we could do it ourselves. So I, I immediately went out and started hiring um, customer support people. At this time I had maybe three or four guys on the phones answering questions and stuff. And, um, and I had, this experience where I was walking through their little part of the office and I saw one of our support people with somebody on the phone and he had the guy on mute. You know, this person was talking, but he wasn't listening. And he was actually, this, this rep was actually talking to his neighbor and, you know, kind of talking to about this, you know, stupid customer who couldn't figure out their, their, 
you know, problem or whatever it was. And that was a, a shocking moment where I realized that um, I had a, a whole enormous problem ahead of me that I hadn't even identified yet, which was if creating an extraordinary experience is the name of the game, and I believe strongly that it is, as an entrepreneur, it's really easy for you to create an extraordinary experience because you're, this is your baby, right? You're, you're gonna, you're listening and you're taking care of every single customer and you're making it good. But you start getting people on your team that don't care as much, right? They're, they're there for a paycheck. I realized that I had a, a huge challenge ahead of me, which was to figure out how to scale the creation of an extraordinary experience. And, and, and I realized pretty quickly that that was not going to be through rules. It was not going to be through me saying, hey, you know, uh, we have a new policy and the policy is you actually have to listen to our customers when they're talking to you um, because that, that would be absurd and lead to a, you know, a whole bunch of rules and a, and a really totalitarian workplace that I wouldn't want to be in. Uh, instead, it was going to have to be the creation of, uh, of a company where people actually did care and actually were passionate about making a difference for our clients. And, uh, and that was going to start with, that was kind of one of the biggest aha moments for me was realizing that the, the reality of my future success was going to hinge not as so much on the product as it was, which, which obviously also had to be amazing, but, but, um, but on my ability to scale the delivery of an extraordinary experience as we grew. How to scale the creation of an amazing experience. I love that phrase, Landon, that you said and how you've really imbued it within everything that is Entreport. And now that we're at the topic of Entreport and where you're leading this company, let's bring things to present times. Let's bring things to today. I'd like you to kind of take the stage here, Landon, and share with Fire Nation, share with our listeners what Entreport is to you and how Entreport is out to create amazing experiences for our listeners, for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners alike. The big vision for this company is that right now the state of the world for entrepreneurs is that when they go to start a business, they uh, you know realize they need to get some technology together to make that happen. The internet is crucial for everybody. That's all all given now. Um, but what happens is they kind of wander out. Most people didn't get into into entrepreneurship or into their business because they're excited about business technology. They're excited about their thing, right? They're excited about making a difference in whatever way they're going to. And the technology actually occurs as a as a hurdle. And and so they wander out into the, the marketplace and what they're presented with is 10 million tools, right? There's, you know, your website tools and your email marketing tools and your payment processing tools and your affiliate management tools and your on and on and on and on, right? Um, and, and what every entrepreneur is faced with is this mind-numbing task of figuring out which tools they need, figuring out how to use it, figuring out how to make it integrate with their other tools and figuring out how to, you know, put it all together. And every single entrepreneur who's, you know, not excited about or really qualified to, to take on that task actually is forced to do that. And it's, and they do it, you know, again and again and again, there's no kind of laid out path for entrepreneurs in this area. And, and, um, we believe that's just a massive problem and a huge inefficiency that's costing, you know, the world, uh, you know, gazillions of hours and dollars every year. And it shouldn't be that way. There should, be a place where entrepreneurs go to start and systemize and scale their business. And uh, it's the vision for us to uh, ultimately be that place. So, um, you know, what we are focusing on is, is having the tools, uh, 
you know, kind of an all-in-one tool set for entrepreneurs to use to, um, you know, kind of get up and running online. So they're, they've got a website and they're capturing leads and they're following up with their leads and they're taking payments and they're fulfilling their products. And that's all just in like one app that's easy to use and works together seamlessly. And, and then to couple that with, you know, world-class training and uh, services so that, you know, what we ultimately are really uh, up to is just removing the sort of burden of technology from entrepreneurs so that they can focus on delivering their value to the world and really building a business that they love. It's such powerful stuff, Landon. And what my team loves about Entreport and what entrepreneurs that I talk to that utilize Entreport love is that Entreport allows the entrepreneur to be the entrepreneur. What we're looking to do is be passionate in about what we are creating, what lights us up inside, not everything that distracts us from that focus. So when you can put everything under one umbrella, when you can just make things systemized and automatic, just like Entreport has, it allows the entrepreneur to be the entrepreneur. And that was just kind of a tagline that came out of thin air. If it becomes the next tagline for Entreport, Landon, I won't ask for royalty fees. It's all yours. No, I, yeah, I got to <laughs> tell you, I'm writing that down right now. That's pretty good. Hey, man, I love you guys for obvious reasons. So any way I can contribute, I'm happy to do so. But Landon, you just did an incredible job explaining to me and to Fire Nation exactly how Entreport can allow us to do what we do best, and that's create what we're passionate about. So thank you for doing that. And we're going to do a quick break in here to thank our sponsors. Failing, making mistakes, it's all part of being an entrepreneur and a human, but the important thing is what we learn from them. If you can embrace these bumps in the road, they will only make you stronger. With the holidays coming up in 2014 on the horizon, I encourage you all to really take some time and reflect on the things you've learned in 2013. What could you be doing differently to add more value to your audience? What about your existing customers? What could you do better? Something that's made a huge difference for me in the past several months is getting my own toll-free number through eVoice. In fact, I was able to save a $397 sale because of eVoice's voicemail transcription services. And because I don't have to worry about missing an important call, I'm able to focus on the work in front of me. Go to eofire.com slash sponsors. Click on the eVoice link for your 30-day trial today. A while back, I joined a group of other like-minded entrepreneurs on a guy's trip in the mountains. We were going to take plenty of timeouts to go hiking, biking, and have fun, but we were also there to talk business and see how we could help one another out. One morning while I was checking my emails, I accidentally knocked over a glass of water. I wish I could say it went all over me, but instead it went all over my laptop. Naturally, I panicked. My heart sank. I thought of everything that I could have done to avoid that spill. Then I asked one of my buddies if I could log into his computer. When I did, I went into Carbonite, and lo and behold, every one of my files was right there. Carbonite really backed me up. Do you wish you had that sort of backup? Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE and get two bonus months for free if you decide to buy. Don't panic that you've lost everything when you spill water on your laptop like I did. Go to Carbonite.com and use the offer code fire. Now it's time for my favorite part of the interview, the lightning rounds, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'll do my best. 
What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, my story, I got to tell you, is not um, probably very typical. I, I didn't have a lot holding me back. I was pretty well set up. I, I, um, I you know, had made a bunch of money. I had a, a bunch of time. I, I, was, I was in a pretty lucky place. I mean, I think if there was anything, it was um, not having a real um, clarity about, you know, I wasn't passionate about a particular thing. I wasn't like, I'm going to go teach the world to knit or, um, you know, or, or whatever it is. I was, um, I was more excited about building an organization. And, uh, so I, you know, out of the gate, I didn't have an idea that was just totally resonating with me. So that's, um, that's probably the biggest thing. And, and, uh, it was really over time that, that, um, that I found my passion for supporting entrepreneurs in particular, which has turned out to be uh, an amazing and humbling opportunity to, to be a part of. Love it. What's the best advice, Landon, you've ever received? I would say think bigger. That's pretty much it, is I've been helped by my mentors to, to think bigger. And by, through thinking bigger, um, you see different opportunities and, and uh, take on different challenges than you otherwise would. Love that, Landon. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? One of my habits that I think uh, contributes to my success is that I question everything. <laughs> uh, I basically don't take anything for granted. I don't take any facts for granted. I don't take uh, people's opinions for granted. I think I learned this uh, on Wall Street when I spent you know five years watching CNBC uh, all day and most of the night, and and realizing in you know deep into my bones that every single person on that show has zero idea what they're talking about. And um, when I realized that, um, it it really opened up. Uh, my ability to think for myself. And, um, and I, and I think that that, and I do that to this day, every number that is handed to me, I, uh, I want to make sure that number's right. Every, uh, you know, um, idea that's presented as fact, but really is disguised opinion, um, needs to get taken apart and looked at. And, um, I think that that sort of general skepticism is, like I said, frustrating for my team, but, but crucial. Love it. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, well, I'm pretty in love with Evernote. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, I my role these days, um, I have a COO that runs this business, Lena Request. She's kind of amazing and, and, and largely runs the day-to-day operations of most of this business. So I'm actually in charge of the engineering team primarily. And uh, so in that role, my two go-to tools are, um, are Jira, which is an incredible uh, project management software for, for engineers. And it's, uh, you know, we resisted it for a long time because it looks like a big deal get it, getting it set up, and it is. But once you're on the other side of it, it's amazing, and it's transformed this organization. Um, and then the other one I would say just that's more for everybody is, is Jing. I, I, maybe there's so many competitors out there for screenshot tools now, but, but I use Jing like, 50 times a day for, um, for communication, you know, here's a, here's a bug or here's a page, this page needs to get changed or here's what, you know, that's kind of like how I communicate is with Jing screen captures. It gets the job done and Landon it's free. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Well, fire nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we're talking about here today at eofire.com slash Landon Ray. Landon, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? You know, I've read a bazillion books, and so uh, I saw this question, and I and I that that's a challenging one for right. me. I, I'm a voracious reader, but um, you know, I think if 
if I was going to recommend something to, you know, beginning entrepreneurs, it would have to be Seth Godin's Purple Cow. Um, and I know that seems like a trite book a little bit because you can read it in about 15 seconds and um, <laughs> it's a little bit silly. But the message is, is dead on. And, and again, it goes back to, to the quote I started with, which is that, um, you know, the biggest opportunity today is about being remarkable, about being truly remarkable. And when, when Seth says remarkable, he means uh, remarkable in the sense that people cannot help but remark on it um, in the way that you would remark on a purple cow if you saw one on the, uh, on the side of the road, but you wouldn't remark on any other cows. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I would recommend a reading purple cow and really taking, taking that message to heart. Cause I actually think it's not that hard to be remarkable. Um, but it's a, an insight that is uh, a game changer. Absolutely. And it is a fast read, but it is an incredibly powerful message. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book or any book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Great audio versions of these books hanging out there. And Landon, this next question's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I actually spent a few minutes thinking about this one and, uh, you know, I have to say the food and shelter taken care of part is really compelling. Yes. Uh, it, it made me think of, you know, sitting on a beach and writing a book or something like that. But um, I presume that, that what you meant was how would I uh, become successful uh, again? And, and I think uh, what I would do is, is I would, um, you know, probably spend a few bucks on that and getting an internet connection. And, uh, and then I would, um, Probably, I think the lowest hanging fruit for a guy like me would be consulting. And I would uh, basically go find uh, specific businesses that have specific challenges that I could identify and and solve for them. And I would um, pick up the phone and start making phone calls. And, uh, you know, when you're just starting out, you want to be ultra focused on solving problems that, that – um, that your prospects um, already understand that they have and are frustrated with and are painful to them and that you can solve in a really compelling way. And, uh, and there's, you know, certain kinds of problems uh, with my experience that I could help entrepreneurs solve. And, um, and I would do that uh, until I got my feet under me. And then I would uh, shift into um, some sort of more scalable, you know, product or service. Well, Landon, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey from flower vendor to where you stand today. I would just love to end this incredible interview by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. You know, I'm in love with working with entrepreneurs, and I'm, I'm so you know, honored to be able to make a difference for them. And I am often pained watching entrepreneurs struggle with the first, you know, that first part of starting a business where they're trying to find traction and trying to figure out how they're going to convert their passion into, you know, some kind of product or service that the market is willing to pay for. And, um, 
And I think that if I could give one piece of advice, it would be to appreciate that your first guess is probably not going to be right. And that it doesn't mean that you're not uh, amazing or brilliant or that your idea isn't, um, isn't worthwhile and, or that people don't want what you have. Um, but that that's just, uh, we're not built in to, to know what the market wants. And so, um, knowing that the thing to do is to experiment quickly and inexpensively. And you're not, you know, those, the first, um, you know, until you have traction where, you know, you're selling the market wants what you've got and you can sell it profitably. Um, you know, you're in experimentation phase and you want to think about your whole life uh, like, you know, you're a scientist with a lab coat and, you know, you're not spending a million dollars on every individual experiment and you're not spending two years either. You're doing it in, you know, days and weeks and, and, and hopefully not even months and you're failing quickly and you're learning a lot. And, uh, and then when you, you know, when you find the magic formula, that's when you want to focus on beginning to systemize and really build a business. And what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you and Entreport? Entreport.com, O-N-T-R-A-P-O-R-T.com has all the information about how to get a hold of us. Uh, You can learn about our products, services through our team there. We also have a Facebook page, which is, I think, forward slash Entreport. You can certainly search for it on Facebook and find it. And that's a pretty active community. And we have many of our team members, including myself, are uh, active on that page. So that's a great way uh, to get a hold of me and, uh, and the rest of the team here. Awesome, Landon. Well, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because Landon's interview is hanging out in the archives or just enter the word Landon in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Landon, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks very much, John. Fire Nation. Entrepreneur on Fire generates over 400,000 unique downloads a month and well over five figures in monthly revenue. This is all a result of the podcast I started on September 22nd, 2012. If you want to find out everything I've done, come to podcastersparadise.com. Here you will find video tutorials of everything you need to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. A community of other podcasters to exchange reviews, ideas, and experiences with, and access to private webinars where today's top experts reveal all. Come to podcastersparadise.com to find out more. Don't forget to go to the Sponsors tab at eofire.com. Click on eVoice for your free 30-day trial. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 